Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. It's episode 169. We're getting up there in the numbers, Ash. It's the middle of January and we're talking today about something that we hinted on last week. So if you haven't watched or listened to last week, you should do that. But this week, we're talking about a concept called the specialist broker and how that can help you as a broker be more valued, earn more and work less. It sounds like a broken record sort of theme, right? Ash, you know, earn more, work less, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. And we're going to go into how that works in this episode. Before we do, as always, how are you, my friend? Yeah, life is good here in the bunker. Um, really looking forward to extending this conversation. It's, um, you know, and interesting to me, James, is even though the concept is, you know, earn more, work less, it doesn't mean you have to. Like this applies, you know, you might want to keep working hard and that's also fine, but the concept of being a specialist applies equally whether you do or you don't, right? So that's true. Yeah, let's hop in. I'm good, by the way. How are you? Oh, good, good. I'm good. Yes, thanks for asking. Um, and listeners, hopefully you're good too. And you're right, it, it's, it's not always about wanting to work less and we talk a lot about building businesses that work with or without you and we don't we we that's for a reason we don't say business that works without you well then you go sit on the beach and you're bored right we we know you guys our listeners love doing what you're doing we just want to allow you to do more of the stuff you love and be able to go for away for a week or two weeks or a month and it keeps working that's that's the key piece so I don't think, Ash, there'd be anyone that would be against earning more and working less. Um, but I imagine the big one as well in that title is being valued. Um, and we know as mortgage brokers, we've we've talked about this in previous episodes, there's 19,000 in Australia. They're almost on every street corner, everybody. If you asked, I, I think if you stopped 100 people in the street, Ash, Someone with either, either have a mortgage broker or someone that their friend or their family member, their cousin or brother or somebody's friend is a mortgage broker. You know, like there wouldn't be many degrees of, of separation. So we know there's a lot of competition. The banks and lenders go very, very hard in the market too. And there's a lot of work we do as mortgage brokers. Sometimes brokers do all this work and they don't earn any money because they've gone elsewhere. Clients, you know, refinance, you get a clawback. There's those almost stab to the heart sort of situations. And you're like, I'm trying to do so much good work and sometimes I'm not getting paid. You feel like you're not being valued by your partners or your clients or the marketplace. Sometimes brokers feel like they're getting taken advantage of. And, you know, let's be frank, that is not the market's fault. That's not your client's fault. That's not your uh, partner's fault. That's your fault. So, listeners, if you're not being valued by the market, by your clients, by your partners, that's on you. The good news is that it's also 
very easy for you to change it. And that's why I know this sort of sounds like I'm stabbing and daggers and stuff at our listeners, Ash, and it's more just a wake-up call that, you know, if you're in a situation like that, it's completely your fault, but it's also completely up to you to be able to change it. And I love that because if it wasn't, then that's just a not a great situation. So hopefully that helps. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's really important um, distinction. Like being responsible for your own destiny is what we all want, right? So being challenged and having the problem agitated is okay, right? And what we're here to talk about is it, the solution is within your control, right? So just to, but just to go, um, uh, you know, a little bit more broadly, just to, I guess, tie a couple of things together um, as we go forward with this discussion is so you've got a few forces, a few tailwinds that are lining up, right? So number one, we've talked about specialization for a long time, right, as a theme um, from a few different perspectives, not the least of which is how it straightens out your business, how it makes it so much more efficient and transparent in how you structure your team, your processes, your marketing and everything else when you've got a specialization. That's number one, right? Number two is the growing market share of the industry. You know, our industry is trending towards, you know, 80% and beyond. And in some countries around the world that are comparable, it's above 90%. So we have this expanding, growing pool of opportunity to, 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 to move into, right? Number three, and we spoke about this in episode a couple of weeks ago, was trends in the industry. The industry is without question maturing and trending to specialization. So you've got specialization, you've got growing um, public acceptance and market share, and thirdly, you've got the benefits to your own specific business around being a specialist, you know, how you market, how you position yourself, your brand, your workflows, your team, your processes, all of those things are, I think, much more orderly when you've got specialization. So you tie those three things together and the message is pretty strong right? Be a specialist broker, right? Position yourself as a specialist broker because that's where the market is going. And people, your customers and your referral partners are more and more and more wanting to deal with specialists. And being a broker is no longer a specialization. I mean, it was a few years ago, right? If you called yourself a mortgage broker, oh, you're a specialist. Not anymore. You've got to call yourself, I am a mortgage broker that does X, Y, Z. For, for ABC people. Yeah, it's so right? true. Um, it's like using the food court an- an- analogy, Ash. It's like the, the shop that does everything, you know, like the sandwich shop that just makes everyday boring sandwiches is kind of like there's nobody there, but then there's the place next door that does one type of sandwich and has a line around the corner. It's, it's counterintuitive um, to be a specialist because we run up against this, every day with telling our audience and our members to specialize and the mindset, most brokers mindset, almost you can see it melting and crumbling and, you know, struggling with that concept of turning down business, that lack mentality of, Oh, but if I just work with investors, what do I do if a first home buyer comes to me? I'll be letting that person down. If that's coming from a referral partner, will I lose that referral partner if I say no to certain types of clients? Um, so I think we may have to touch briefly on, Ash, the mindset of specialization because 
the default in the industry is to just try and be that, um, try and solve problems for everybody. That's how the industry's almost evolved into a, I'm a mortgage broker. It's my duty and my job to solve the problems of everybody that comes to me, no matter what that is, as opposed to, I can help you guys, you people, I'm sorry, go over here. That's not my, that's not my problem. Like, but most yeah. brokers feel like they need to take it on board everybody's problems and trying to solve it. Um, that's not a business, that's a charity. Well, this is a wave of change that is washing over the industry and washing over society more broadly. And you're either going to be on top of it or underneath it. Just don't be in the way of it, right? So, you know, we, we've spoken about this in previous episodes about positioning yourself to ride the wave of change with the industry, with people's needs. And there is a pathway to go about this. You know, it's, you know, and I've spoken about sort of medical um, metaphors many times. And, you know, this also plays into the, you know, discussion we've had in the past about industry trends and consolidation. And I think ultimately a lot of broking businesses are going to be set up with different specialists within the business serving different sections of the market. Right? That, that's where we're heading. Bigger businesses with different specialists servicing different clients. So ultimately that sort of plays into that space as well. So, you know, you're going to be a much more valuable business if you specialize in a particular segment, you know, whoever, whatever, however that happens to be. And there's as many different specialized niches as, you know, there are uh, hot meals in a year. There's many, 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 and there's many deep addressable markets in all of them. So this whole notion that, you know, I'm a salesman, why would I knock back a sale, right? This is what's you've got to be really, really mindful of from a sort of a mindset perspective is, well, I'm a problem solver and I'm here to serve clients. And that first home buyer, that could mean three or four or five or $6,000 a commission. Why would I knock that back? And I, I totally understand that thinking. And there might be a certain stage in your evolution that you don't knock it back, right? However, um, we need to start transfer, transforming our approach to business away from client equals money to specialization equals more clients, more simplicity. Um, ultimately more revenue and more profit and more value. And that's really where everything is trending. Yeah. Uh, specialization equals more quality clients, equals more streamlined, efficient business, which means more profit, which means more value, right? Yeah. So if that's you, this is the path to go, right? If you're working for somebody else's business on a salary, it's probably, you know, you're just doing loans that fall into your lap, whatever structure you have. But for all of you that are wanting your own destiny and run your own show, this is definitely the path to get on and and you know speak to us, but find a way to figure out your specialization, which I don't know, James, uh, interested in your thoughts on this, but do you feel as though specialization is closely linked to what you're passionate about? Like, you know, as in a particular niche, like it could be nurses it could be teachers it could be um people that have suffered from cancer there can be all sorts of driving forces that give you a passion and a purpose into a certain section of the community right oh yeah yeah um it's like we talk about with partnerships all the time ash with our clients and listeners we say this a lot that with key partners you don't have to work with people you don't like uh you know it doesn't matter if they're giving you lots of business don't work with them find people that you align with 
your values and personally, as well as send your business. I think it's the same with uh, clients and specialization. Like why choose to help a particular area of the market of people you don't align or get along with or like, you know, um, if you think there's so many brokers out there that think they want to get into medicos because, well, you know, medical, they earn lots of money. Great. They'll have bigger loans. It's like, do you like working with medicos? Do you have an affinity with medicos other than just it'll help me make more money? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a very smart idea to, uh, we have a process for this. We have a framework for uncovering the types of specialties that will, that you can go into and talk the language and love it and go in and really help that niche or community and do it because you're passionate about it as well as you can make money with it. So I would say in short, yes. <laughs> well, it's that Ikigai, guy, right? You, you know, you guys may or may not have heard that Japanese term, which is essentially, you know, the seek the Japanese secret to a long and happy life, right? So Ikigai could loosely be interpreted as what help what what gets you out of bed in the morning every day of your life, right? And there there's a time in life where making money and survival is what gets you out of bed, right? But that's relatively short lived. Uh, what gets you out of bed is purpose and meaning and changing lives. And that's really got to be connected to something that you're passionate about. Now, I'll tell a quick story about one of our um, one of our members we worked with for for several years. A fantastic guy, serves the medical community, and specifically the nursing community. And you might look at him and go, "Okay, he's doing really well," which he is. He does big numbers, great business, doing really, really well. And then you scratch a bit deeper and you go, "Well." why can't I service that network? And you wonder why some succeed and some fail. And you and you you go beneath the surface with this particular chap and you find out that um he nearly lost his life some years ago and basically was brought back to health by the nursing sector, right? Over a long period of time. Right. So that became a passion to serve that community and to and to give back, and that would, and and there's other things that drive him. Of course, he's ambitious and determined, but underlying it, you know, making more money is not what you wake up and get out of bed thinking. What you wake up and get out of bed thinking is, I might change another life today, right? Yep. So just take that thinking into mind. I, I'm interested in your perspective on this, James. I think it's a big piece of the puzzle around the whole specialization expertise space. And it's never too early to look at it. Like, that's the last thing I'll say on that is, it's not something that you put off till later, right? Like, and everybody has something that's meaningful to them, right? And as you said, we have a process to help unlock that, right? Um, But don't wait till you're somewhere down the track and go, right, I just need to be successful first, then I'll find a specialization. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you should be doing it the other way around. Exactly. Just find your people. Uh, and Ash, will you remember we did an episode a little while ago, ago called 500 Clients, uh, centered around, well, you really, to have a pretty successful business, you, you only need 500 clients. You don't need, <clears throat> so think about, you know, some tight little community niche segment of a segment of a segment that you can help and get 500 people that you're really passionate about helping. It could be a particular ethnicity, it could be a particular hobby, it could be a particular anything. People... Most brokers just think specialists are. Oh, I'll work with investors. I'll work with refinances. But, but they're not specialties. They're high-level things. You've got to dive deeper <clears throat> and find your people. Um, and we see this happening all the time, Ash. There's, there'd be dozens of uh, 
coaches and experts that try and come into the mortgage industry and help mortgage brokers. They've never been a mortgage broker. They don't know what it's like to be a broker like we do. Um, and are they usually successful? No, they come and go like the wind. Um, you've got to have some sort of affinity. You've got to have a purpose to go in and want to help that community because, A, it gives you a specialty and a point of difference, but it's also going to give you focus and efficiencies and so many other things. So, um, you know, we know that specialists are sought after. You mentioned it at the start with the heart surgeon and the brain surgeon. They're more respected. They earn more. You know, whereas generalists, they get lost in a crowd. There's too much noise. Um, everybody's a broker, so why would I use you? There's a thousand types of people selling the same apples on the street. They're a dime a dozen. I don't care about apples, but ooh, oranges. Exactly what I wanted. I felt like an orange. Um, but again, it's very difficult for people to get over this hurdle mm. of being afraid to put yourself in a box and limit your options <clears throat> or types of clients. And I think that's, you know, as a, as a final thought, it's like anything in business, uh, listeners, some things are challenging to do and implement. They go against the grain. They go against your every part of you. You're like, I, I can't possibly work. I can't do that. And that's why you need someone in your corner to go, no, no, trust us. That's what you need to do. We'll hold you accountable to doing it. And it works. A bit like, Ash, one quick example before we wrap, fee-for-service. Oh, I couldn't possibly charge a fee. I'm going to turn away clients. People will hate me. My partners will leave me, blah, blah, blah. And we go, no, trust us. Put the fee in place. Do it this way. And lo and behold, every single person pays the fee and loves it. Every client, not a hun- not one single pushback. So for, for me, it's the same, Ash. Mm. For brokers, I think that are going to have a real go at achieving and doing this. They need someone like us in their corner to go trust us here's how to do it and we'll hold you accountable to implementing it because it's going to go against what the industry and your brain is telling you to do well if collective human behavior was the way to go what everyone was already doing would be what's always working we know that's not the fact right we know the productivity of the vast majority of the, of the industry is quite low so you've got to look at well what are the five percent doing that's working really really well well, they're zigging when everyone else is zagging, right? So what I would sort of summarise this, uh, James, is the industry's been zoomed out, you know, big niches, first home buyers, um, investors, you know, the entire medical industry, that sort of zoomed out niche or specialisation. What I'm suggesting to everybody is you need to zoom in much closer, much, much closer, right? into your specialization and this is where tying it to something that you are passionate about it could be education it could be a not-for-profit it could be sport it could be um people that you have a connection to through your life um it could be making a difference through raising money for charity there's a whole bunch of different things that you can zoom into so to say if you're not sure where to start you know for goodness sake pick up the phone and call us and have this chat we but we go through this all the time with people to help them line up purpose passion energy focus and then get on with building a fantastic business that serves that audience creates yeah. value for them creates value for you i don't think it gets much better than that no it doesn't and uh, that's a great way to finish up you know listeners it we know from experience that if you try and do this yourself, you probably get it wrong. You know, I'm sorry, you know, that's just the reality. We see brokers trying to specialise and they pick the wrong niche. It's too broad and they don't do it well. So 
Fiona and I how to really do this correctly, then we, we've we've done it with lots of brokers already. We know how to do it. So as Ash said, you know, follow us. We've already got the frameworks. We can tell you how to get it right. But uh, specialization is definitely the way to go um, as a mortgage broker in 2024. So, yep, I'm excited to see where this year goes. I'm excited to work with more brokers that choose to specialize. And uh, they're, they're going to be the ones, Ash, that are going to be winning this year and next year and the year after. So, listeners, again, uh, come and join us. Pick up the phone if we've got some spots available. But, uh, Ash, until next week, um, hopefully you have yourself a good week. And, uh, listeners, I can't wait till next week as always. And in case you haven't figured it out, listeners, we love, love, love what we do, right? Mm. We love it. Um, great discussion, James. Yep. I can't wait till next week, mate. We'll see you then. Likewise. See everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.